Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Of course, as always, I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We've got another wonderful show in store for you. And if I sound like I might be a little bit tired, a little bit uh, lower energy than I usually have, it's because I just flew back in from California this morning on a red-eye flight, which I haven't done in quite a while, and I only got a couple hours of sleep last night, so I'm just a little tired today. So I hope you'll uh, bear with me and 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 stay with us because we've got a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guest coming on board. And, um, you know, I just want to give a quick shout-out before I do my quotes of the day uh, for the organization that was the reason why I was in California. Um, those of you who are my loyal listeners, you know in the past I've had many, many wonderful, amazing, conscious thought leaders on my show who are fellow members of the Evolutionary Business Council. And I was just out in California at what they call a deep dive retreat. It was two and a half days of of people who, very accomplished people, giving and helping other people in the community. And uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful uh, retreat, uh, deepened relationships. I got to see um, many people who've been on my show before, the head of the organization, Teresa de Grobois, um, Valerie Shepard, who has also been on the show many a couple of times, um, along as with, with several other people. And, and I really just want to honor uh, the Evolutionary Business Council, Council and honor all the the speakers who came um, and whom I met for the first time. Some of them, um, and actually, doc, uh, one of them who it's like she comes into the room and she's an older woman. I'm like, I know, I know you, and she's like, I don't think we've ever met. I wasn't quite sure. Her name sounded familiar, and then when they introduced her, said, and this is Dr. Maria Nemeth author of the book, The Energy of Money. And I was like, ah, I know where I know you from because a coach that I worked with like 10 years ago recommended your book to me, The Energy of Money, and I read it. And uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful book. And now there she is in front of us. And uh, I actually got a chance to speak with her several times uh, during the retreat and developed a very nice relationship, which I look forward to bringing forward, uh, bring few, yes, bringing her on the show in the future. And and uh, although I am, I think I'm booked up with guests until the end of the year now. So uh, they're going to be a whole bunch of new uh, Evolutionary Business Council fellow members uh, come January and February. So uh, be ready for that. Okay, enough of this. Let's get on with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Yeah, I know it sounds like a good idea to the New Agers, God Squads, and Holy Rollers to turn all things over to the universe. But I'm a little concerned that something important has been lost in translation. How about you just turn over the hows to me and have yourself a little field day with the all things part? Hope I got you before they did the universe. Uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us to uh, turn over the, the hows to the universe. You know, sometimes we get a little concerned. We we have these ideas, hopes, dreams, visions, and and we we don't know uh, how we're going to get it done, and we're all, we get all stuck in the how. And you know, how can I meet the right people? And how can I do this? And how can I do that? How is not our job. How will be revealed to us if we just stay present to the what. And if we just turn over the how of all different things, you know, we can really have some fun with this thing we call life. It doesn't have to be so difficult, uh, so hard. It can really be a lot of fun. 
sometimes I think we purposefully like to make things complicated and difficult for ourselves rather than just trusting the universe. And yes, as Ta says on the Facebook Live, trusting the process. Um, so yeah, we got a few friends on the Facebook Live, uh, Vincent, Maria, Dale, and Ta. Thank you all for joining us. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it, it's, we sometimes feel like everything is on our shoulders. We, we, we think that, you know, we have to get it done. We have to figure it out. We have to be the ones to, to really, uh, uh, um, make it all happen. And the truth is that we, we're not all on our own. There are forces at work conspiring for our best evolution and our best life and if we would just sort of take it easy drop all that responsibility and just let the universe show us how to accomplish all those dreams hopes and desires life could be a whole lot of fun so a nice good quote a good reminder from the universe and uh, let's see uh, what Abraham has for us today it's been a battle among humans for a very long time, trying to get this picture of God into a place that is pleasing for them. And the debate about, is it evolution? Is it creation? Is it God-inspired? Or is it scientifically inspired? And we say, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't everything that is wrapped up in science and vibration be the true essence of that which you call God. It is all one and the same. Abraham. Mm, mm, mm. I really like this quote. Because it's one of those things that has a tendency to divide us so much. You know, oh, I believe in God. I don't believe in God. I believe in evolution. I don't believe in evolution. I believe in, in intelligent design. I think that's a crock of BS. Why do we have to let those things divide us? And why do they have to be mutually exclusive? Why can't it all be true? Why can't evolution exist and it still be inspired by God? Why do we have to find more reasons why you believe something different from me, therefore we can't get along? And I think what this <coughs> quote from Abraham is trying to remind us of and encouraging us is to think not either or, but and, and both. There is absolutely no reason why we can't, you know, see things in a way that's more inclusive. Why can't they both be true? It is only our Ill limited imagination that keeps us from seeing that something can be both scientific and spiritual at the same time. And as a matter of fact, if you really look at the most recent science, in particular what the discoveries they've been making in physics and quantum mechanics and the really deep down, deep underlying nature of the universe actually what they're finding are the same things that mystics have been saying for centuries centuries we are all one there, there is no big division you know and that the everything is energy the closer and closer and closer we look at what are the fundamental particles that make up the universe the less and less and less we see and indeed the particles act more like waves than they do like particles, except when we observe them, when we look at them. And then the different wave possibilities collapse down to a single particle. But when we're open, when we're not observing so closely, when we're just letting things be, there is a myriad of possibilities and myriad of places those particles could be and this you know it sounds kind of like you know out there crazy stuff but this has been proven you know this has been observed 
at least to the best of our understanding with the equipment that we have today. And who knows, a hundred years from now, we might have even better equipment and a deeper understanding. But the way things are going right now, today, this whole idea of science and spirituality, of science and God and of science and belief, it's coming together. It's not going apart. They're not being more and more and more at odds with each other. They're actually coming closer and closer and closer together. You know, perhaps maybe we just don't have the right perspective on some things. Perhaps we're just not seeing the whole picture. So it it seems like, you know, the scientific method is at odds with uh, uh, faith. But if we truly have faith, we can have faith that science ultimately will bear out those things that we have faith about. As long as it's not blind faith, as long as it's not a faith that causes us to not look at the evidence, to not look at what's really going on around here. You know, there's a big, big, big difference between a faith that's grounded in reality and a faith that's just, I'm not going to look at any other possibilities, only this thing that I believe must be true. That's not real faith. It's not. It's actually a very fearful uh, approach. Because by saying, no, only this can be true and I'm not going to look at any other evidence, that means you do not have enough faith to believe that whatever evidence comes up, that there is a way to reconcile it with your beliefs. So if we can just have a little bit more courage, a little bit more faith in what we believe in and keep our eyes open, we can live such, such a deep life. So coming up after the break, I'm going to bring in my wonderful guest, Barbara Benjamin, who I think epitomizes this uh, this. Uh, idea that we can have a very strong faith and uh, be very scientific in our approach as well. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time to 1 p.m. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi. I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day.
and welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I'm very happy now to introduce to you Barbara Benjamin. Barbara is a counselor, educator, consultant, executive mentor, international retreat leader, and author. She is currently the director of the Center for Christ Conscious Leadership, which offers life trauma counseling, personal career mentoring, organizational consulting, and online certification certificate courses. She's specializing in infant and childhood trauma, abuse trauma, health trauma, and midlife trauma. Uh, Barbara works with clients in identifying and healing these life traumas, expanding their emotional and spiritual development, and defining and fulfilling their life's purpose. From 1990 until 2010, she was the founding director of Intuitive Discovery, Inc., In that capacity, she designed and facilitated programs in leadership, human resources, innovation, and creative and spiritual development for Fortune 500 companies, nonprofit organizations, and universities. And it's my pleasure to welcome her back to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Yes, this is actually her second time on the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Barbara. Sam, I can barely hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear, Barbara. Don't worry about but it. But I can't hear you. Okay. Well, you, you did just respond, so hopefully if you just listen real close. It's very hard. Is there any way uh, you can, uh, so I can hear what you're saying? Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, on our end, uh, the mics are up pretty loud, so I'm just going to have to ask you. I don't know if you have any volume control on your phone that you can turn no? up. No? No. Um, so let, let's just try and make the best of it, Barbara, okay? Okay. Because you're very loud and clear. We can hear well, you I'm really nicely. I'm glad you can hear me. Okay, I'll do the best to hear you. <laughs> just If I have to ask you to repeat something. <laughs> no problem. Please bear with me because no. I can barely hear you. No problem, Barbara, no problem. If you need me to repeat anything, just ask. Thanks a million, Sam. You're welcome, you're welcome. So uh, today you wanted to come on the show and talk about introspection. Um, why is introspection such a, a big part of what you do now? Well, um, actually, I've always been doing, uh, you know, working with introspection. Um, in, in all the work I do, it's an underlying process because we're living in a world where we gain our identity and we gain our sense of what we should be doing from outside in. There is so much information. Um, there are so many, uh, you know, how to do this and how to do that, how-to books. And we're always being told from outside in who we are and how to be. And so we've almost lost the ability. I mean, we have the ability, but we've certainly lost the habit of looking inside. And the answers we really need to make sense of all the information that's around us and to make sense of the bombardment of of you should do this and you should do that and you should be this way and you should be that way, the only way to really make sense of all that and find out who we really are in the middle of all of this information and all of these um, influences that we're subject to is to look inside. And so when we talk about being conscious, well, you can be conscious um, on many levels. You know, you can be conscious of what you're listening to on the television, or you can be conscious of all the stuff that comes to you through your smartphone that you never take your eyes off of. But the real information we need to sort out all that is inside of us. And we have to look inside. And so... In all the work I've done, probably for the past 30 years, it's always been to help people look inside and get the answers from inside out rather than outside in. And I think part of the reason we are in so much, you know, chaos and trouble in our lives sometimes, and the world is certainly in a chaotic state right now, is because we don't look inside. And um, we're not even encouraged to look inside. I mean, I, you know, there are people who um, go to church all the time, you know, and right. they, they, again, it's outside in. Right. But th- they aren't necessarily being encouraged, even in the churches, in the synagogues. They're not necessarily in the mosques. They're not necessarily being 
encouraged to look inside for their answers. Right, right. And, and you know, sometimes I think people feel like, oh, uh, introspection, that's for monks and uh, priests and, you know, people who separate themselves from society and not for, you know, regular people like me who have jobs and have families and have all these responsibilities. I mean, quote unquote, I don't have time to be introspective, right? Well, <laughs> that's part of the problem that we allow the external world to run our lives for us instead of having an internal compass or an internal, you know, rudder that that is that we can we can uh, rely upon and um so we are really always living a life of a false self we're living a life mm. of the self we were told we should be and we're constantly being told how and who we should be rather than living the life of one's true self and and, and this this leads to a lot of problems so all we all, you know you you find people who can't see they can't see who they are and because they can't see who they are they can't see who the other person is and so we keep taking people at face value and then we start fighting because you know you you eat um you eat tomatoes and I eat potatoes and so you must be wrong because I'm eating potatoes and I'm right so then we start fighting you see what I mean yeah. But this is all externals, and if we if we learn to see ourselves for who we are, we can then see everybody else for who they are, and we can see the unity rather than seeing the differences, because we do share more in common than we have that's different. Right. Right. Um, and so you you mentioned before, and I know you 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 use introspection. You as you say as a doorway to becoming your true self. What do you mean by true self? You know, somebody's walking around, you know, a regular person, they're saying, well, I'm my true self all the time. This is me. This is the way I am. You know, what, what's a true self? Yeah, we really do think we, we, we define ourselves by, by what we're told we ought to be. You know, um, there are many uh, influences on our on our defining who we think we are. And, um, I mean, as we're growing up, we get family, our family programs us to be a certain way, and that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. Because when you're very little, you do need to have some kind of an identity foundation. And so a family will give you that identity foundation, but it's not necessarily your true self. But it's a good place to start. And we have peer pressure, and we have media programming, and if you work for a corporation, you know that the corporate culture will program for you who you ought to be. And they'll hire coaches. If you're not being who you should be and how you should be, they'll hire coaches to make sure you fit exactly on the bus the way you're supposed to fit on the bus, you know. Yeah. And so we're constantly being pressured from the outside to say who we are, and we accept that. We say, oh, yeah, that's who I am. That's how my father was, that's how the corporation is, that's how my peers are, that's what the media is telling me I should be, so this is who I am. You know, and you really believe it. It's not that these people don't believe, when they say this really is who I am, it's not that they don't believe it, they really do, because they've been right. kind of programmed to believe it. Right. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that, that's part of our process of evolving in during a lifetime you have to start from some foundation so you have all of these programs that tell you who you are but the true self well i think probably um there are two people who talked about the true self first it was thomas merton and then richard raw has been talking about it quite a bit and they they do it very eloquently. So I'm going to quote from Richard Rohr, okay? Okay. And um, we can talk about it after that. And he wrote that you and every other created being has within you your own divine DNA, an inner destiny, as it were, an absolute core that knows the truth about you, a true believer tucked away in the cellar of your being, an image of God that begs to be allowed to be fulfilled and to show itself. So 
what the true self really is, is that part of you that is connected to the universe. You know, in quantum physics, um, we learn that everything, the, the universe is inseparable, that every vibration is connected to every other vibration. And we are part of the universe. We're not separate from the universe. So clearly we are also part of all that, and we are part of all that unity. All and right. that, it's that oneness in us that connects to the oneness in the universe. Some people call it God. Some people call it divine love. Some people call it vibrations. It doesn't matter what you call it. <laughs> we fight over what you call it all the time. You right, know? right. <laughs> But it doesn't matter what you really call it. I mean, the quantum physicists will call it vibrations, you know. Right. But it, the name that you call it doesn't matter. It's the energy that's in the universe that you're part of. You're part of this energy. They discover that we have within ourselves the same um, molecules that the stars have. There's no separation. So we're part of this universe, but we don't see that because... Again, we're always saying, well, we're always defining ourselves by our differences rather than by our unity. And right. that's a consciousness that started way back. I mean, there, if you'd like, I can go into um, why it is that we perceive separation rather than unity, and it basically comes back to the fear of not surviving. Mm. And so when, you were, when we were tribes and there was a watering hole, and it was our watering hole, and we need the water. If another tribe comes along and wants the water from that watering hole, we're threatened. Our survival's threatened, and our fear of not surviving is very strong. And so we look at that other tribe as the other, as an enemy. And that's where this—that's that—that's the origin of all of our oppositional behavior with each other. Okay. It's a fear that we're not going to survive. Okay, wonderful. So, Barbara, I want you to hold it there for a moment. We have a, a, a commercial break coming up. And when we come back, um, I would like to talk a, a have you talk a little bit about, you know, what kind of uh, prevents us from really connecting, recognizing, and, and being more of our true self. And then why should we even care about it? Like, how is it going to help us? What does it uh, mean to us to be more of our true self in our life? Okay? Okay. All <laughs> right. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. A quick shout out to all my friends on the Facebook Live. Lisa, David, Eric, Catherine, Nahaz, and Sanaya. Pleasure to see you all on the Facebook Live. And just stay with us. If you, anybody has questions or comments, you can either type it into the comment section of the Facebook Live video or you can give us a call at 877-480-4120. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat... This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 
24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Barbara Benjamin, uh, director of the, oops, what's the name of the center? Director of the Center for Christ Conscious Leadership, which is what we talked about last time I had you on the show a couple of years ago. But today we're talking about uh, the true self and uh, introspection. And so before the break, I asked you, Barbara, why should someone bother, you know, going through this process of introspection to to connect and be more of their true self? How does it benefit somebody to really be more of their true self? Well, there's, there's many ways to approach that answer. Um, we could start with a movie that came out oh, decades ago. It was called What's It All About, Alfie? Ah. And, um, <laughs> you know, people go through their lives and... They fulfill the programmed requirements, mm-hmm. um, and they they come out at thirty-five or forty or forty-five or fifty somewhere in there. Probably more like forty-five or fifty. They come, they they turn around and they say, "Well, I did all that. You know, what what's it all about?" And um, very often that's, that's a turning point for people when they get to that point. Well, I did everything that was in the script, and, and I'm still not feeling fulfilled. Uh, there's something missing. And, of course, there are two ways to deal with that. You can just do more of the same, you know. <laughs> you buy another car, you buy another house, I don't know. Right. You buy another yacht or whatever it is you're buying, or you buy another pair of shoes, depending. But... You know, so you can keep repeating that pattern, and you'll get you'll you'll experience satisfaction that's not sustainable. It's momentary, so you have to keep doing it. Right. You know, and that works really well for a consumer society, because if you keep getting stuff, and you know, like you're supposed to, because that's what we're told we're supposed to do: grow up, get successful, and get stuff. And so you do all that, and. And if you keep doing it, you probably can get through the end of your life by just doing that. But you have to keep doing it. You know, <laughs> you can't right. you can't stop because there's nothing else. Right. There's not there you haven't really you haven't done anything in your life that's really fulfilling you, that's really satisfying you. Now, many people in in fulfilling the the program prescription prescribed life they have um, they they are satisfied enough and they're happy enough and they don't question beyond that and there's nothing wrong with that but a great many people aren't happy aren't feeling fulfilled and um, so in order to have true fulfillment in your life you have to know who you are and be who you are and do what you came here to do um, so I guess another way one one can look at this in terms of why should you do this, um, if you look at the amount of illness and addiction that our society is 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 burdened with, that's all part of living without any connection to your true self. So you're so disconnected from yourself that you need all kinds of substances to to quiet the anxiety you feel from not being in touch with yourself and not living your true life. And so this issue goes to the core of your health issues, your 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 mental health issues. It goes to the core of of the society itself and how we're constantly fighting and opposing each other to get what we think we're supposed to be getting when it's not really necessarily what's going to make us happy or make us feel fulfilled. I don't really like the word happiness because 
happiness is a byproduct of living with your true self and fulfilling yourself and fulfilling what you came here to do. I mean, when I work with people, for instance, mm-hmm. there are so many people. That I, I mean, almost across the board, there's n- there are very few people who this doesn't apply to. They're involved in a, a what you call successful life, a successful career, a successful family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they're not really fulfilled. And as I work with them, they start to find out who they really are and what the work is that they really want to do. And it's really the work. It rarely is it the work they're doing, or if they're doing the work they're doing, they don't see the connection between their true self and the work they're doing. So, and so they're doing a job description, and right. they don't see how there's. They don't know how to integrate their true self into that job description. Once they see that, their their <laughs> their whole life changes. And what's amazing, Sam, is when I work with these people, this happens in a day. This happens in an wow. eight-hour day wow. that they can have. They have this breakthrough, this aha moment that they can begin to shift. Some people have a lot of barriers, a lot of fear, and so even though they see it, they need further counseling in order to break down those barriers and, and whatever traumas they've had that have caused some barriers and to resolve all that so they can go on to be their true self because there's there are a lot of barriers in the way of that sometimes for people. So let me ask you, as somebody who has, you know, lived their life not being their true self, how do, you, how do they recognize when they are becoming their true selves? You know, it, it's, it's something so different and something that, that they, they pretty much have been out of alignment with their whole life. How do you know when you've reached that point, like, ah, I, I, I know it, I feel it? What well, does that look like? You, don't, you get that insight right away with the, you know, if... <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of asking me um, what the actual process is that I that that I go through to help guide people to that point. You see, and um, no, I'm not asking you the process. I'm just asking you, like, how does somebody recognize it when they've gotten there? Well, because there? it's so much a part of you, you recognize it. It's like, aha! Uh, okay. Oh yeah. So it's an intrinsic, inherent. It's introspective. Uh, it's a perspective. <laughs> okay. So they look inside themselves and they see it. You know, and so when when I'm guiding people to see what's inside themselves, they see it. It's there. So I think most people kind of feel like to achieve something like that must take years and years of meditation. And, no. and you have to spend time by yourself, away from everybody else, that it takes a long time. Is that the case? No. <laughs> okay. I'm saying it happens in eight hours that people see this. What takes time is to get rid of all the barriers that you might have. Not everybody has barriers. But if you have barriers to, to identify and get rid of all the barriers to you actualizing your true self. But seeing it happens in a very short time. If, you know, in the work I do with people, they see it within, within a one-day workshop. Or if I'm wow. working with them one-on-one, they can see it just in one or two sessions. This is not that part isn't difficult seeing it because you know it's part of you. It's not a stranger. It's really you, and so it's not like you're meeting something strange and it's unusual. It's unusual for you to see it, but it's there. It's been there all the time, and on an I guess an unconscious or a subconscious level, we sense that it's there. We just, as you say, we don't have time for it. <laughs> We're too busy doing right. what we are told we have to do. Right, right. So uh, I'm wondering if you can maybe give us some, some hints or some clues. I'm about sorry, I can't hear you. I'm wondering if you can give us some hints or some clues about how we can just even begin to look in that direction to start to recognize it. Well... I have to back up a little bit to talk about what about motivation, okay? Okay. Because what motivates us is part of 
the um, part of the problem we're facing. And um, so you, I usually, I, I, the way I work is to go at the root cause of this problem, okay? Okay. Because if you don't, and I think that's why it happens so quickly, because I go right to the root cause. And so um, I can actually, I think we have time, yes, I can actually do a little exercise with people to help them begin this, okay? Okay, well, we and, um, we have a break in about two minutes, so... Okay, if we maybe well, let me just talk a little bit about it before we go into the exercise then, okay? Right, right, so why don't you set it up for people, and then let's begin the exercise as soon as we come back from the break. That would be perfect. So what happens is that at birth, for every human being, okay, there's an overwhelming concern of the infant about surviving because we've been in the womb for nine months, and we get everything intravenous, and we're fine for most, you know, most babies are safe in the womb. And then you come out, and that, that intravenous umbilical is cut. And on, you don't think it because you're, you're your thought process isn't developed yet, but on a, a cellular level, the, the, um, the baby starts to worry about its survival. Okay? And depending on the consistency of the mother with the baby, the baby's fear starts to quiet, you know, it starts to go, it starts to diminish. But if there's any kind of a break in that consistency, the fear comes up again, how am I going to survive? And so this basic fear of not surviving as we grow into adulthood, into, you know, through childhood, adolescence, and adulthood, if the concern diminishes, we are very free to go on with our lives and be our true self. If the fear does not diminish, then we, it becomes this fear becomes an overriding driver in our lives. And so I can do an exercise with everyone who's listening so they can start to assess how much their lives are run by still this fear of not surviving and how much their lives are free to, you know, that they're not afraid of that and they can do what they want to what their true self wants them to do. Okay, wonderful. Let's uh, go to break right now, and when we come back, Barbara, let, let's go right into that exercise, okay? Sure, thanks, Sam. Okay, everybody, please hold on, stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Best designs for your life start at home. I'm David Thiergartner, interior designer and host of At Home. Listen live Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as we talk to the very best professionals about interior design and the design that's all around us right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com 
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Barbara Benjamin, director of the Center for Christ Conscious Leadership. Um, and so, Barbara, we have an exercise for us, don't we? Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to just talk a little bit more about it before I actually start it. And um, um, I want to make clear that most of us are on this continuum between worrying about our survival and being free. Okay, no, very few people are completely worried about, I mean, some people are completely worried about their survival, but usually we're somewhere in the middle, you know, we're, in, we're on this continuum between these two points. And, of course, we want to move toward freedom because um, that's where we are free to, you know, do our life's work and, 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 um, and pursue, you know, pursue that and, and not be stuck in, in some script that we're handed. And so um, it's interesting to note that the word freedom divide, comes from an Indo-European root word that means beloved, precious, and at peace. So when we're not feeling beloved, precious, and at peace, we're not free. And so that's part of um, the process of becoming free is to recognize that there's love in the universe and you are you know, you are loved. Okay. And a lot of people walk around not feeling beloved and not feeling precious and not being at peace. Gotcha. So um, what this exercise will do is to help people see where they are on this continuum between being worried about your survival all the time and being free to go on and do what, what your true self wants to do. So what if people are listening in, just take a piece of paper, any piece of paper, and draw a horizontal line on that piece of paper. At one end of the piece of the line, write survival. At the other end, write free. Okay? okay. And so, let's begin. And please make a mark on this line, on the continuum line, to indicate whether you feel more concerned with your survival or more free to fulfill your life's work in relation to your physical well-being. Okay. Okay. Got it. All right. Next, please make a mark on the continuum line to indicate whether you feel more concerned with your survival or more free to fulfill your life's work and be your true self in relation to your financial needs. Ah. Have you got that? Got it. And then next, please make a mark on this continual line to indicate whether you feel more concerned with your survival or more free to fulfill your life's work and be your true self in relation to your career growth. And so if you look at that, I mean, there are many categories we could go through, but those are three right. categories that concern people. Mm-hmm. And so you can see where you put your your marker, whether you're more you're closer to being concerned about your survival or closer to feeling free in those areas. Okay. And then once you see that, the next step is we start to do some introspective exercises to determine what the barriers are in your life to feeling more free. So are there some general barriers that you find that uh, many people, most people have towards feeling more free? Well, it's very, very individual. And, it is. And okay. this is where it really does become very, the introspection becomes very individualized. But the barriers generally are around fear of survival. Uh, and that interprets differently for different people depending what their their infancy and childhood were like, what their life is like now, and what different forces are impacting them to make them feel afraid. But most of the barriers are connected to some kind of fear of not surviving. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, I, uh, many years ago I, I had a a couple of therapists on my show who also did a lot of brain research and one of the things they said 
which has stuck with me all these years, is how um, our, our brain interprets anything that feels uh, uh, like a threat as a life or death situation because our, our brain hasn't sort of taken us out of the jungle. So a loud noise could be, uh, you know, a, a, a tiger about to attack us in the jungle. So our brain constantly reacts in this fight or flight, you know, fight or flight because it's afraid that it's a, a life or death situation. And just by bringing some awareness that to when you feel anxious, is this a life or death situation? And being able to re consciously realize, no, this is not a life or death situation, it helps to kind of pull back the the fear and the anxiety. Is that kind of well, what I you're approach it a little bit differently. I think that everything happens in our in the present will trigger some feelings from the past. Okay. And so, if we if that happens to us, probably there was some traumatic fear of not surviving in the past that you experienced, and you go there. You go right back into the feeling you had when you were two, okay? Ah, okay. And um, you just get triggered back. So once that, once whatever that trauma was is resolved, you won't be triggered back into those feelings again. But uh, I, I know a lot of therapists, there are many new modalities for helping people with trauma like EMDR and somatic experiencing right. and a lot of body-centered therapies. Um, now, you're saying, though, like you can help resolve this in an eight-hour workshop. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. No, you can identify some of it, but you can't. Ah. No, it takes longer to actually resolve it. Right. So how long does it take... <coughs> Well, I guess that it's depends different for on everyone. the person and the right. depth of the trauma, and and how ready they are to deal with it and open it up and deal with it. It's it's very very personal. You can't. Right. There are people. I there are people who in three months resolve a trauma. Six months. There are people who, after two years, are still. I mean, they're they're resolving it, but it's taking them longer. But do you find that this this process that you use helps them to resolve it quicker than other modalities out there? Yes. Okay. Yes, because again, I I go right to the, the I'm right to the root cause, which is the early infant childhood trauma in the first three years, and they don't they don't people don't realize it's there, and once they see it, and once they see how they get triggered back to it, they've got a tool right in their hand for identifying what's happening to them. They're not, you know, it's not. It's not some mystical thing. It's it's very tangible. I see. I see. And and actually, how should I put this? The the true healing process comes first of all from identifying what's happening. But the true healing and the being able to let go of that trauma occurs when people start to experience that they're loved experience ah. it either in a relationship with what they call God or experience it because of the love in the universe or the love energy in the universe. But once people experience that, that's when they really begin to heal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Beautiful. Beautiful, Barbara. All right. Well, unfortunately, believe it or not, we're, we're coming to the end of the show. If, if people want to uh, learn more about you, learn more about the center, uh, learn how to uh, uh, f you know, find one of your workshops. Um, how would they do that? Well, the best thing would really be to uh, have I have two websites. Mm -hmm. One is www.cclcenter.com. Um, they can contact me at Barbara Benjamin at cclcenter.com. They can also look at another website, which is www.introspective leaders.com which which talks mostly about the introspection leadership I and mean the introspection workshops that's and um, introspection so those two websites would give them some information and they can always again contact me at Barbara Benjamin at cclcenter.com right I just want to be clear that second website is introspective leaders.com introspective it's www dash introspective 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get this. <laughs> Let me get it right for you. Um, one second. It's www.introspective-leaders.com. Oh, okay. Introspective. I'm just putting it into the Facebook Live so people can see it and right. uh, have an and opportunity. And I do, I do, I do those. I can do those in a you know public forum sometimes, but I do a lot of corporate work with this. And and uh, just real quickly, we only got like thirty seconds before we close. Do people come to your center for this workshop, or you do it in different places? I do it at different in different locations, and I do it inside of corporations. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, Barbara, I really want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the show today. It was a pleasure having you back on to talk about this uh, topic of introspection. Well, it's been wonderful being with you again, Sam, and I uh, hope you get some rest after that red-eye yeah. flight. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Barbara. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, All right. Take care. Take care, and I want to thank you, my loyal listeners and fans, for tuning in today. Um, coming up next, uh, we're having a rerun of Ellen Lichen's brand-new show, Poker Divas. I know she's been on hiatus for a little while. She will be coming back soon, um, but please stay tuned for her show, followed by a brand-new show of, of Our Daily Magic with Kai Cole, continuing her Healer Series uh, uh, show. So... Thank you all for tuning in and listening, and we will talk to you next week. Take care. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, are you interested in blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies? Then tune in here on talkradio.nyc with me, David, every Friday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Time as we answer your questions and interview great guests live on internet radio on building the blockchain where you can catch the blockchain revolution you're listening to the talking alternative network are you stuck in a rut negative thoughts feelings and conversations got you down hi i'm noreen sumter the potentiator tune in every tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m eastern time and listen for new ideas on my show beyond potential live life your way on talkradio.nyc Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com.